Hey, what's up, folks? We have an interesting show for you today. Hundreds of thousands of protesters and voters are out in the streets to rebel against Polish's right-wing government. We're going to look into that and ask the question, why is this happening? A man credited with his contributions to mRNA technology connected to the COVID shot won a Nobel Prize today. We're going to watch an old clip of him talking about it when it was first rolling out. And Trump said that Mexico didn't pay for the wall and he never really had a mechanism to make that happen. So when you hear these lunatics back there say Trump didn't get anything from Mexico well you know there was no legal mechanism because I said they're going to help fund this wall but there was no legal mechanism you know how do you go to a country and say by the way I'm building a wall hand us a lot of money we'll talk about that at the end god bless you guys dream rare podcast starts now it's the dream rare podcast welcome to the show the way to get the news at the desk or on the road let's go god is great and success in our control the world is crazy but we get better from obstacles what's going on everybody welcome to today's episode of the dream rare podcast i have three pretty unique shows to uh or three unique stories to tell you but before i do that I just wanted to say this about the Trump arrest going on. I just want to make it really clear why I don't cover it and what I think about it. I think the Democrats should be absolutely ashamed of themselves. We're facing so many problems in this country right now. Everybody's suffering from inflation. You have the border is just a straight up invasion. People from hundreds of country pouring across the border by the hundreds of thousands. It's literally insane. And they pretty much just don't even talk about it. You know, uh, the COVID tyranny that happened, et cetera. But with all these problems that our country's facing, including rising crime in multiple neighborhoods, I think lots of the country is not as safe as it used to be. I feel like they're so shameless to just make this little Trump narrative for a year and take them to court and show it on TV every day. And it's going to be like Russia collusion where it captures the nation. It's all the left wing news is going to talk about. It's all the right wing news is going to talk about. 95% of the conservative shows you watch are just going to cover this and just be like, oh my gosh, he's innocent. And then the left's going to say he's guilty. And I'm just here to say, I know it needs to be covered. I'm not acting like I'm better than people who are covering it. Someone needs to cover it and I hope they do an accurate job, but I'm not going to be covering it because I think it's theater to stop people from talking about anything else and basically just keep our country going in a loop instead of taking a step back and realizing that there's so much other stuff going on and problems that they're covering up with this stupid Trump theater tr arrest thing. Uh, and it's going to capture both sides, but the Democrats especially should be absolutely ashamed of themselves for covering up all the real problems in our country and just trying to make a television TMZ show out of this. It's, it's disgusting. Anyway, First story I wanted to talk about is something that I know is probably not going to get that many clicks, but it's interesting to me and I want to do stuff that I actually enjoy. So here's what's going on in Poland. There's hundreds of thousands of presumably left-wingers protesting the right-wing government. They have an election coming up. It seems like the conservative government will do well in Poland. And if you guys haven't noticed, Poland's one of the last countries in Europe that doesn't accept that many refugees. And I think it's pretty safe in Poland. Let's look. So I saw that video on Twitter or X or whatever people want to call it. And I was like, what, what type of protest is this? Is it a left-wing protest, right-wing protest? So I started doing research. I was like, what's going on? It's a rally. They've protested earlier this year and they're trying to win the election against the right-wing government. And that's one of the last places, not just in the world, but especially in Europe, where they've had a pretty consistent government where it doesn't go far left wing. They're not accepting millions of migrants. They're not caving to Western norms. So I did more research and I was like, okay, 
this might be organic. Maybe people really are left wing and they want to, you know, beat up the government or whatever, not literally beat them up, but you get what I'm saying, like win the election and like fight the tyranny or whatever the heck they think they're doing. And anyway, I looked into it and I'm reading and it's like, what it, what is the right wing government doing? They're not accepting a lot of illegal immigrants, which is destroying a lot of countries in this world, including America. I mean, I don't care how nice and tolerant and respectful you are. I'm a very loving, compassionate person. God bless everybody in this world. We're all humans, illegal immigrants, legal immigrants. I don't care. With that being said, you can't just have an open border with millions of people coming across. What's happening in America is legitimately insane. So when you have a country that says, I don't want to do that, it's like, yeah, that makes sense. So the government denies the Western criticism that it subverted democratic norms, according to Reuters, and says its reforms of the judiciary system are aimed at making the country fair and free of the vestige of communism, while its changes to public media rid it of foreign influence. So I'm like, oh, I'm just speculating. This is a lot of this will be my opinion. It's not necessarily a fact, but I do believe it to be true or else I wouldn't be saying it. Long story short, it says in the article that they're changing their their rules to rid the country of foreign influence and this is a pattern i will recognize all over the world if you do not want foreign influence in your country in the media expect the media to turn against you okay because they want foreign influence in the media they want western influence they want people that drive this far far left-wing narrative into the schools into the mainstream culture the media the music the sports they want that bad and if you ever try to remove it they're gonna freak out so this begged me the question so i'm like okay the right-wing government of poland they're not accepting millions of refugees it's generally pretty safe as far as europe comes they haven't completely just lost their culture and identity they win almost every election the conservative side of it they don't want communism they know what it's like they don't want communism again and they want to get rid of foreign influence in their media and i'm like oh okay that's why the protests and the rallies are showing up because that's a pretty bold move in a world where almost everybody has caved and i want to show you guys something because i know a lot of people they they don't I'm, I'm, I'm trying to say this in a, in a nice way, and, and I, I, it's nothing wrong with it, but I'm not trying to sound like condescending because I don't want to be. But a lot of people that I see in the space of thought leaders or media hosts or radio talk show hosts or whatever people want to call themselves, I don't really care. I'm noticing that they analyze the situation so like simply and, and everyone's just like China, 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 like this, that. And I, I'm like, I think people are missing something. And I just want to fill in the gap with what I think. And let me know if you disagree. But I think it's pretty interesting, and compelling. So I want to show you a tweet from Vivek Ramaswamy. And then I'm going to tie it all home to what I'm talking about. This is a presidential candidate. And I'll show you in a, in a second. God bless the guy. He came on my show. That was cool. He tweeted this in 2021. He said, well said, George Soros, I consider Mr. G the most dangerous enemy of open societies in the world. So even though Vivek Ramaswamy is much further, he called me far right on his Twitter. So I'm going to call him far right. Vivek is a far right extreme. No, I'm just kidding. But, uh, you know, Vivek, he's this Mr. Right wing guy. He's conservative. He's got all these interesting foreign policies. Why do you think just a year or two years ago, why does, why does Vivek, George Soros, Trump, Nikki Haley, why did they all have Nancy Pelosi? Why did they all have the same foreign policy on China? I'm going to give my explanation for it. And I want to start with one of the explanations. I think that I think that China is definitely a geopolitical threat to America, economically, military, et cetera. So it's it's natural to like, you know, be combative to them. So I'll give that a pass. 
Well, what is China, Russia, Poland? What do they all have in common? Because they're all different. And I want to preface this by I'm an American citizen. I'm loyal to my country. I love America. I appreciate America. That's the country I root for during the Olympics. I'm not a traitor. I'm not a foreign whatever. I love this country, but I don't agree with everything that the government does necessarily. No one does. This is just my opinion. Um, but it, I think it's true. China, Russia, Poland, they all have a strong national identity. So why would George Soros and Donald Trump have the same foreign policy when it comes to China? Is it because a broken clock is right twice a day? It could be, but I perceive it as, although China is communist, which I disagree, although China is authoritarian, which I disagree, although China does a lot of things that I disagree with, China is Chinese. China is run by the Chinese Communist Party. They don't allow foreign influence. They don't allow your apps to subvert their kids. They don't allow Western influence in, in politics and finance and, and mass media. And they pretty much are able to keep China, China. They have a strong national identity, whether you like them or not. I don't agree with a lot of stuff they do. Uh, I don't have any beef with the people of China. Why would I? There's great people there, just like there is all over the world. However, even if you disagree with communism, which I think you should, they have a national identity and they don't want to allow the quote unquote Western media, et cetera, subversion to enter their country. What is Russia? You know, I'm not Russian. Uh, I don't have any beef with Russia or Ukraine. I, I wish they'd stop killing each other. Honestly, I think Ukrainians and Russians are cool. With that being said, whether you like Russia or not, you might hate Putin. You might love Putin. You might love Russia. You might hate Russia. They have a strong national identity. Russia is Russians. They don't allow Western media, Western press, a little bit, sort of, but now, you know, they're completely excommunicated from the world. And Poland plays along with the West a lot, but the one thing that they won't do, even though they play all the games of the West, they won't allow multiple migrants. They have a strong national identity. They're conservative. They want clear border security. They don't want millions of illegal immigrants coming. And quite frankly, now they're trying to get rid of foreign influence and media. So I would guarantee that the media is probably trying to inspire protesters to vote against them because the foreign aspects of the media want to stay there. And, you know, this is why, in my opinion, uh, the Republican Party is, is not what they claim to be. Like, I just want to show you again. I don't think this is a, and, and God bless Vivek. I'm not trying to like shit on the guy. I'm just saying, I don't think this is as heroic as everyone thinks. Like, oh, he's crushing China. He's so hard on China. He's so hard on China. Sure. But like, you know, the left and the right want to, you know, combat China for different reasons. But there, there's a reason that Vivek is virtue signaling to George Soros about open societies. And, you know, oh, he's a dangerous, he is a dangerous enemy to open societies because his society is not completely open. He doesn't want your apps. He doesn't want all the banking stuff in the media. He doesn't want your culture. He doesn't want your, you know, sexuality or sexual revolution. He want, and he doesn't want other people to run the country. It's, mostly Chinese, Russia's mostly Russia, Poland's mostly Polish. And they're some of the few countries left that are kind of like that, that have any sort of status or power in the European uh, or Asian world, and they don't completely play ball. So I'm going to move on to the next story in a second, but long story short, 
Maybe a lot of people are left-wing. I bet they are because there's a lot of foreign influence in the media and the culture of Poland, and it's basically hijacking people's children. So I'm guessing the conservative government of Poland, this is just speculation, realizes that there is an, uh, an information war on their culture, their people, their borders, and they're trying their best to maintain. And while they maintain that, the media will call them racist or xenophobic or whatever if you try to kick out foreign influence in your media they'll say you hate gay people they'll say you're anti-semitic they'll throw every name that you're xenophobic they'll throw every name in the sun you're a climate denier whatever you know uh the global elites have to do to basically make you look like a horrible person if you ever realize that you know certain uh parts of the media and the culture are working directly against nature god reality your culture your religion then they'll freak out and pick a label for you and drive it home and try to smear your character, which they've done for, to Poland for a long time because they won't cave on that issue. So I'm just throwing it out there. You know, I think the conservative government of Poland is doing one of the strongest jobs in Europe. So I'm not shocked that there's a bunch of protesters and it's going to get dicey over there because they don't want that. And the fact that they're kicking out foreign media, foreign influence in media, that's a big thing. Any country that people can't get their hands involved in, they try to make people freak out and say, oh my God, we're losing democracy, we're losing freedom. The whole, the whole word democracy has been subverted because anytime there's actual fair and free stuff, they freak out and do the inversion and say they're losing democracy when it's good and when it's bad, it's good. It's all fake. And I'm just saying, I noticed the parallel between those three countries. I'm proud to be an American. I wouldn't want to be in China. I wouldn't want to be in Russia. I wouldn't want to be in Poland. I love my country. I, I appreciate it. I'm very, very grateful. But here's the thing. Uh, I do notice that pattern. Any country that won't completely give it, give it up, you know, they're going to smear it. And I think that's the reason Vivek, Trump, George Soros, Pelosi, they all have the same China policy. They'll tell you it's because they want to fight for you or whatever. I don't believe it. When it comes to Russia and Ukraine, I have no beef with either country, but I know that Russia is a threat because it's one of the only Christian strongholds left in the world that isn't completely caving, and they have a strong national identity. And same with Poland. They want to destroy every nation and every national identity for some sort of like one world open society situation that they'll say is a conspiracy theory while they're telling you that they're literally doing it. So long story short, I want to end this on the note that, you know, it's not racist or xenophobic or anything like that to have different cultures and different people do different things. You know, I don't care. Like, why would I want China to be like 50% white and black? Like, I don't really care if they don't want to be, you know, like Russian or it, it, I don't care. I don't want to go to China. No offense to the Chinese people. God bless y'all. But, you know, it's not a, it's not a top 30 place I want to I want to travel but I don't need to control everything. Every nation doesn't have to be what I want it to be or what you want it to be. It's okay to have a nation that's of Chinese people. It's okay to have a nation of Russian people. It's okay to have one place in Europe that's not completely ran through and, and filled with crime now and knife attacks. It's okay to have that, right? No, we can't. So it's not real diversity. This idea of Western diversity is the opposite of diversity. They want everywhere to be exactly the same and shitty. They don't want anywhere to be unique and great and I think every country and has has the right to be different and do what they want to do. If everybody's the same, then nothing is actually diverse. And you could see that in the picks that the Democrats do with like, uh, you know, Gavin Newsom, people have been pressuring him for months. Are you going to replace Dianne Feinstein with a black woman? And it's like, it's so condescending 
to pick a black woman because she's a black woman and not because she's the best out of everybody. Like that's so condescending. Like pick her because she's the best, right? Be like, hey, you're getting the job because you're the best. But if you're like, I'm going to pick a black woman and you're the black one I picked, you're almost telling that person to their face, I probably wouldn't have picked you if it wasn't for your gender and race. And it's very condescending. And they call it the low bigotry of or soft bigotry of low expectations because you're pretty much telling to, to, to them, you're pretty much telling them to their face one thing, but really meaning the other. And everyone knows what you mean. And it's super kind of rude, in my opinion. It's not nice or respectful. It's super rude. Anyway. Um, I wanted to say this real quick because it's kind of random, but I saw the chicks. They were at a, a concert I was at last weekend. It was like an outdoor, um, I would say, festival of sorts, like a music festival. And I was like, who are the chicks? And I looked them up on my phone and it's the Dixie Chicks. I, my mom loves the Dixie Chicks. I listen to them a lot. Obviously, they're like a woman group, but they they got some bangers. I like the Dixie Chicks. I had no idea they changed their name. And I saw they changed their name because of like the George Floyd rides. And I was laughing with my friends and I was like, you know what? The Dixie Chicks are the one band, now they're the Chicks, that's stupid, but whatever. They're the one band I actually can excuse for being liberal and too far left wing because they were actually right about George Bush and the war in Iraq and everybody called them terrorists. Do you guys remember they came out and were like, I don't support you know, the troops. And it's like, I don't, I don't, maybe they should have said it wrong. I support the troops. I support the police, but really they were criticizing the war in George Bush at a time that it wasn't popular. Our country used to say, you're not a patriot unless you want to go fight for bin Laden or whatever. And low key, like they might not have said it right, but they were completely right. And now 95% of conservatives actually agree with the Dixie tricks. But at the time they were getting fooled by the war agenda and George Bush. I just found that fascinating. I'm not, their takes now suck, but it's like they probably got scared shitless and ran away from the, the right wing because everybody told them that they couldn't be against the war and they couldn't be against George Bush. And now everybody agrees with them. So I would just say, regardless of your politics and your policies, left wing or right wing, be very thoughtful about what you think and be very thoughtful about what you read and hear and see, including here, you know, think about it and really like let it resonate with your soul because they know how to trick the left and the right. You trick the left with rainbow flags, you know, identity politics for certain groups and, you know, climate change agendas. And then everybody has to agree with it or else it's a conspiracy theory or, you know what I'm saying? Like science and it's not really whatever. They have a way and they know that it tricks the, the left. They fake compassion and empathy and diversity, but they really do things that hurt everybody. And on the right, they just wave American flags and say, you're a terrorist if you don't agree and you must be the enemy or you must be working with China or Bin Laden. Like this is the game they play on the right because they know that you're patriotic and they know that you love your country. So they figured out how to basically ruin your country while telling you that they're helping your country. And as much as I feel like people woke up from the Bush era, I still think there's a lot of, it's the same old, same old. They just need to give you a different character and then people will repeat the same mistakes over and over. So both sides really need to think about what's going on because there's there's a way to like fool both sides and it's not that hard. You just yell China or throw an American flag on something and then people don't critically think on the right the same way the left doesn't. So that's my take on this. I'm glad people are even watching this. I didn't know how many people were going to be live. Here's the second story of the day. I forget the guy's first name. I think it's Doug, but his last name is Weissman. He won a Nobel Prize today or yesterday for his involvement in mRNA technology. And I just wanted to play this clip because he's talking about the vaccine when it first came out. And he said that the mRNA is identical to the mRNA in your body. And this is a Nobel Prize winner now. I'm going to respond to this after, but let's listen to the whole clip because this is like some Zoom call he was doing while the vaccines were being rolled out. Pretty interesting. How, so how can we be sure 
that this vaccine will not cause long-term negative impact in humans? Like that's one of our big questions that we hear a lot. So I mean, the, the first is to understand what the vaccine is. The, the mRNA in the vaccine is identical to the RNA in your cells. So the, the RNA in your cells isn't causing long-term adverse events. So the RNA in the vaccine won't either. The, the RNA is degraded probably within a week, it's completely gone. The lipid nanoparticles contain four types of fat. Two of the fats are identical to what's in our cells. They're, they're physiologic. The other two are present at incredibly low levels. They are gone within 24 to 48 hours. They're just, you know, the, the body degrades them, they're gone. So nothing of the vaccine is left after days to a week or so. The question that comes, well, then how do you get a long-term adverse event? Well, you can't from any components of the vaccine because they're gone. The, the mRNA does not integrate into the DNA. It, it doesn't affect the DNA. It doesn't change the DNA. It doesn't mutate the DNA. It does nothing to the DNA. So th that's one of the social media myths that, that you have to throw out. That, that it doesn't do anything to the DNA. Um, but so, you know, it, it, it's just hard to imagine how it could have long-term effects. 90% of adverse events to vaccines happen in the first six weeks. Hmm. We haven't seen anything. 15 million people have gotten the vaccine already. The only really serious adverse event is this anaphylaxis-like reaction that we're seeing in about one in 100,000 people. Uh, other than that, there really nothing, you know, 15 million people have been injected. That's, that's a lot of people. And if we were gonna see an unusual adverse event, you know, if, 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 would you care about something that occurred less than one in 15 million? You know, <laughs> well, you just I don't. don't. I don't have better, I have worse odds than that to win the lottery, right? That exactly. That happened to me either. So that guy is now a Nobel Prize winner. Um, he won for his mRNA technology, his involvement in the mRNA. He's got a Nobel Prize as of today. I want to say a few things because there's only so much you really can say on social media. I would say social media has pretty much been held captive by Big Pharma for a long time now especially during the pandemic, they ramped up stuff. You even watch NFL, it's like Pfizer, Taylor Swift. I have an interesting theory on that. I'm going to talk after that. But anyway, long story short, you know, I just want to stick to things that I really can say. I mean, I can say whatever I want. I'm not going to lie. I just like to know what I'm talking about. I'm not going to like say a bunch of stuff that I can't prove. I like to sound intelligent and reasonable. So that's why I'm doing what I'm doing. I'm not self-censoring. I just want to stick to points that I really want to drive home. So the first thing he said that I'm interested in is he said, the mRNA, he basically said it's identical. The synthetic mRNA that they're shooting in you, he's like, oh, it's the same as the one in your body. I'm just reading. This is just straight off of like uh, government websites, mainstream Google stuff. Messenger RNA, mRNA, is a type of a single-stranded RNA involved in protein synthesis. mRNA is made from a DNA template during the process of transcription. At messenger RNA in molecular, molecular biology, messenger ribonucleic acid is a single-stranded molecule of RNA that corresponds to the genetic sequence of a gene 
and is read by a ribosome in the process of synthesizing a protein. So that's just a little brief on what mRNA is, messenger RNA. He's trying to convince me, you, and everybody that this synthetic mRNA, like you have DNA, you have mRNA, you have bones, you have, you know, I, I understand that they could do surgeries, et cetera now, but he's trying to convince you that synthetic mRNA shot in a Pfizer or a Moderna shot is identical to the one that you were created by your, that got created by your body, you know, by your parents, by God, whatever you want to say. It's like, really? Is that true? I mean, I'm just going to phrase it as a question because I can't prove it one way or the other. I, I don't know even how to prove it, but that's a claim that he made in that video that synthetic mRNA from a COVID shot is identical and exactly the same as the one that your body naturally makes. I don't know that I believe that. I'm just being honest. I don't. But, you know, I would love to be proven wrong or, or that's just my opinion. I'm allowed to have it. With that being said, he also talked about like long-term side effects and he was like, all the side effects happen within this amount of time. You know what I'm saying? And, and, and most of them happen then. There's not that many long-term. It's like, okay, um, I, maybe, sure, maybe that's true. But if there is a long-term side effect from anything, how do you even know what it's really from? You know, especially in this world where there's so much stuff going on and so much weird stuff, like they're spraying pesticides on all the food, but that doesn't cause any problems. They're using a bunch of weird chemicals and food dyes and colorings and dough conditioners that are outlawed in Europe because they know it causes problems, but that's not causing the problems. You know, they're, they're doing this, they're doing that. Everybody's getting these medical products. There's side effects all over all the commercials for the pills. But, you know, long-term side, like how, how would anyone even know at a certain point where something came from? It's kind of hard to trace given the world that we live in and all the stuff we're doing. So I just found that interesting. Let me know what you think in the comments. This is the last story in the last video I want to play. Then I do want to talk about Taylor Swift in the NFL because it's more interesting than just, oh, Taylor Swift, do you like her or not? I think, I, I think I'm on to what they're really doing and I think it's pretty interesting. Here's Donald Trump, though. One of his, I wouldn't say it's his main slogan or anything, but one of his top slogans was like, I'm going to build a wall and make Mexico pay for it. It just got 10 feet taller. Uh, you know, or they don't think they're going to pay for it. It went 10 feet taller. He basically admitted now that he didn't make Mexico pay for the wall and he never had a way to do it. And apparently he thinks you're a lunatic if you ever listen to what he said the first time. Here it is. So when you hear these lunatics back there say Trump didn't get anything from Mexico well you know there was no legal mechanism because I said they're going to help fund this wall but there was no legal mechanism you know how do you go to a country and say by the way I'm building a wall hand us a lot of money I mean I, I understand what he's saying that Mexico didn't pay for the wall because he never really had a mechanism for them to pay for the wall I understand that like that makes total sense but you said that that's what you said I don't know isn't that what he said? He said he'd never take money from donors and, you know, corporations. He lied. He took hundreds of millions from donors and corporations. You know, I like, I, I don't know what to do with this guy anymore. It's like, I'm an, I'm a lunatic for believing what you said. And now that you didn't do it, I'm wrong forever listening to it. Should I just not listen to what you say and not believe it? Cause that's what I'm doing anyway. It's very interesting stuff. Um, we could talk more about that in a second, but I do want to talk about Taylor Swift and the NFL. So unfortunately or fortunately, I watched a little bit of the game yesterday and I try to not watch football because it's, I don't know. It's like, I like sports. I'm, I've always been an athlete. I've always been a fan. I like to watch. I like to, you know, be competitive, but it the, the sports leagues in America are just getting so weird. All right. So I watch it 
And I have a theory that I think that Taylor Swift and the NFL did a business deal and they're not telling people and they don't have to tell people. This is strictly my opinion, my theory, but it's backed up by evidence. All right. So I start watching the game, right? Everybody knows Travis Kelsey. He's like a tight end for the, um, you know, Kansas City Chiefs. Always been a good tight end. He's always been one of the best. He's definitely the best tight end of this recent generation. He's really, really good, right? He's always been pretty famous, but he's never been like that famous. But to people who know football, they know who Travis Kelsey is. He comes out with like a Taylor. Oh, he's dating Taylor Swift. There's all this stuff in the media. Oh, he's dating Taylor Swift. Oh, whoa, whoa. And it's like, well, that's pretty cool. I mean, that's a that's a big come up for Travis Kelsey if he wants to get more famous. And then he's in a Pfizer commercial within three days. And I'm like, okay, he's dating Taylor Swift. He's the poster child for Pfizer now. They're trying to make that cool to the youth, to women. Like, oh, look, Pfizer, Travis Kelsey. Look, a guy with Taylor Swift, a Pfizer. I didn't think that was random when it came out at all. Then she's at the game, right? They're showing her. I get it. It's cross promotion. She's famous. Why would you not show her? Nothing wrong with it. I watched the, what was it, Sunday night football game before it started and they had the intro. I've watched probably 100 football games in my life. I'm a New York Giants fan. I've been watching my whole life since I was a kid. Um, I've never, and I've been tuning out the last couple of years, so maybe they've been doing this. Like it's gone quote unquote woke and, and maybe this is just what they do now. But the intro video is always like, who are the players and how good are they? And it's like, they do a little like face off, like here's Patrick Mahomes. Here's, you know, the, the great player on the other team. But the whole thing was about Taylor Swift. And it was all about Swift and Swifties and Travis Kelsey and how cute they were of a couple. And Patrick Mahomes was talking about how he feels less pressure now because Travis Kelsey is getting more pressure. And I've never seen in my life, I get that they're going to put a spotlight on her. I get that they're going to point out to the game. I get that even Taylor Swift, it might be worth five minutes, 10 seconds, whatever, a minute or two minutes to, to, to address before the, whatever, but they, they made the whole intro video. It wasn't even about the game. It wasn't about the players. It was literally about Travis Kelsey and Taylor Swift. I've never seen such an in-depth, it was like a mini documentary instead of announcing who's actually playing the game and what it matters. And I was like, that was the most unnatural, quote unquote, woke, like forcing, forced Taylor Swift ad I've ever seen in my life. Then I go to the commercials, right? It's like second play, I don't know, whatever, like second commercial break, third commercial break. And there's a straight up ad in the commercials for a Taylor Swift concert. So there's one of two options. Either Taylor Swift paid money to the NFL to run an ad on the commercials and she is now in the commercial section because that's how you get a commercial, you got to pay for it. Or she didn't have to pay for the commercial because she struck a deal with the NFL and maybe they just gave her a free commercial to run in the commercials because she's doing stuff for the NFL. So here's my theory is that the NFL, although it's really popular and they make a fortune, the demographic that they don't have is women, right? Women don't watch the NFL as much as men. Some do, millions do. But if you looked at the analytics, like I looked at my friend who's a Brazilian jiu-jitsu fighter. He uh, he posted it publicly on Instagram, his analytics. And he had 95 or 94% men and like 6 7% women, like barely any, right? It was mostly men because mostly men watch mixed martial arts and jiu-jitsu. For whatever reason, women statistically just aren't into it. That being said, if you look at my Instagram and my Facebook, it's almost 50-50 men and women. I have like mostly men, but like 56%, 55%, 45% women. It's a good mix. The NFL is probably at least 80-20 or maybe 90-10 with women. I don't know. They don't. Women don't really watch the NFL that much. So you get the most famous woman in America to date a player who's miraculously just doing Pfizer commercials. And now he's the poster guy for Pfizer this year, which you already know the pharmaceuticals run rampant over the sports leagues and et cetera. And now she's getting full ads in the commercial section. She's getting like fake full ads that look like they're not ads, but they're basically just promoting her for five minutes before the game. 
one of two things happened. Either Taylor Swift is paying the NFL to run ads in, in the show, or, you know, what makes more sense is she's so famous. Why would she pay the NFL? If she's giving them all this free promotion, all these free fans, all these free women, Travis Kelsey t-shirts are selling, they're selling, you know, uh, like pink jerseys for the women now and stuff with Swifties, whatever. I think she struck a deal with the NFL and I don't, I don't care. This isn't like some huge thing that even matters. Who cares? But I'm just saying based on like how much I know, how business, et cetera, works, commercials, it, there's no way this is organic, obviously. But, you know, I think Taylor did a smart business move and struck uh, some sort of negotiation where the, the NFL gets her fans and she gets ads and space on the network and they'll promote her, they'll promote her tour. And you know what I'm saying? It's a win-win for both, you know, both demographics. That's absolutely, I think, what's happening. And uh, it's just interesting. I don't know. I saw it. I was like, there's no way this is like, they're not going to run her commercials in the in the commercials and just make a make like a weird fake ad with the announcers talking about her for like five minutes before the game. It's like talk about her for ten seconds, show her like every other down every time Travis Kelsey does something. But they're going overboard, just like he's going overboard with the Pfizer ad. I mean, it's very fascinating stuff. Um, but some people don't give a crap, but I do. Let me know what you guys think. I'm going to hang out for a little bit, but those are the three stories of the day. If you have any comments about any of the things, what do you think about the Poland? Um, protests and what i said about it how any country with a national identity that wants to keep their country within their people quote unquote they are under attack by the press and any left-wing organization in the world uh the second story about the nobel prize winner who said that the synthetic mrna in the covid shots is identical to your mrna and then the Taylor Swift stuff and the Trump wall stuff. Let me know. I wanted to say this too. I, I was at a outdoor music festival this weekend and I was getting lemonade in the morning and I overheard the people giving me the lemonade and the girl goes, oh, you know, the flu shots, just like the, just like the COVID shot, they just give a little bit of dead cells and then you inject it in you and your body fights it. And the guy's like, oh, that makes sense. And I'm thinking to myself, that's not how the COVID shot works. Like people don't actually know how the COVID shot works because they're just like science, whatever. I trust my doctor. Yeah, I get it. I'm not saying to not if you trust your doctor. I'm just saying it's not dead cells. Like normal vaccines, old vaccines were like little dead cells or like, like you know, non-live little parts of it with mixed with like, I think there were like animal eggs in it. I'm not really sure, but the whole idea of old vaccines is like give a little bit of yourself and your body will fight it and become stronger. That's not what the Pfizer and the Moderna shot are at all. She's 100% wrong. It's actually synthetic mRNA. That's why that guy won a Nobel Prize for mRNA because it's not just little dead cells. It's synthetic mRNA. It's just fascinating that if you're wrong, it's okay and it's good to be wrong as long as being wrong makes you want to go get the vaccine. It's okay to do misinformation and disinformation if your misinformation and disinformation goes in the pockets of Pfizer and Moderna and Big Pharma and lockdowns. Like They never cared about accuracy. They were never fact-checking to see who's right and wrong. They want you to be wrong as long as you being wrong goes in favor of Big Pharma. If you're wrong in favor of Big Pharma, that's good. If you're right in favor of Big Pharma, that's good too. Whether you're right or wrong, some people are wrong. Some people are sloppy with their reporting and they're against vaccines. It's true. But there's also people that are 100% telling the truth with provable science and they also hate that. So it's like being right or wrong doesn't matter to the establishment, big pharma, et cetera, the media. They just want you in their direction and they don't care why or how. And I'm not sure that that's just exclusive to them. I think there's a lot of movements that just want you to be a part of that. So I don't know. Let me see. 
Let me read some comments. Uh, they don't want people to be informed. Some people said, someone said, I bet the U.S. wants in Ukraine to attack Poland, saying it's Russia for that reason. Sheesh, I don't know. I know Poland is not that far. So, you know, they have a history. If you're in Poland, there's a different vibe than in America. In America, we're halfway across the world and we're like, yeah, we're, we're fighting for democracy. But with Poland, it's interesting stuff, man. I, I've Once you figure out what's going on, the matrix and the system hates you. So it's like sometimes ignorance is truly bliss. It's better to like half know what's going on or not know what's going on. Because once you get to the core of what's actually going on in the world, you're going to be called a racist, a sexist, an anti-Semite, a xenophobe, a climate denier, a fascist, a you know extremist, a, you know what I'm saying? A freaking anti-LGBTQ. Like they have a name for everything that they do. And then anytime you figure out what they're doing, they'll give one of those words. Like if you talk about like the foreign press controlling something, they'll be like, oh, what are you, xenophobic? You're like, no. They're like, what are you, anti-Semitic? It's like, no, what, what are you talking about? Like, there's always a word. And then it's like, if you don't want them sexualizing a three-year-old, they'll call you, they'll say you hate all gay people. You know, it's like, if you want border security, they'll call you a racist and a sexist. If you question the same scientists that literally lied for the last three years under the guise of big pharma, you know, you're a climate denier, you're anti-science. So they, they got a word for everything. And, you know, it doesn't matter who you are, what country you are, what political party you are. Once you hit too close to home, they're going to get pissed off at you too. It's like they want people to play roles. Just be conservative, but talk about like basic stuff. Don't talk about that. You know, be liberal and, and agree with us. I saw a really sad, really frightening, really, I mean, I'm not like shaking my boots, but it's just like crazy. This left-wing guy, he was like some gay left-wing communist from, I think it was San Francisco. And he was tweeting at Scott Adams and Cernovich like yesterday, two days ago and being like, oh, you guys are blah, blah. And he's dead today. And I guess like someone invaded his house and he's been just tweeting for the last couple of years about, oh, it's not unsafe. Like all these right-wingers think my city's unsafe. Like who cares? And like, and then a criminal went in his house. Like, it's so messed up. And like, I don't know what exactly went on, but like being left wing in a city, it's like delusional. Like these people are like defending their own demise. Like San Francisco is not a good city anymore. I mean, yeah, I'm not saying you have to hate it, but it's not safe anymore. Everyone's getting robbed. Like there's crackheads and stuff all over the place. It's like crime all over the place. Everybody's like every, every there's, there's literally like big conglomerates moving out because they can't do business there because they're just getting everything stolen from. And then you got like communist activists on Twitter being like, oh, this is great. I love it. And then one of them gets killed. And it's like, that sucks. That really sucks. Like I feel horrible, but like people got to snap out like how long are they going to play this this game in these cities like you don't want a clean or a safe city you want to live in filth and crime why why would you why why I, like when do they stop doing this i don't get it like what how long can you possibly play that game I, it's it seems like it's going to run out of room pretty soon because i think in the next 5 years like things are not going to go back to normal like everybody wanted. I, I don't know. I feel like people are really sleeping on how far certain stuff are going. So I hope it goes back to normal, but it, I, I don't know. It's going to take a majority of the population snapping out of the spell they're under because it's, it's getting really weird. And at the border, you know, this is my theory too, is the media, the education system, the propagandists will say, um, they subvert slowly and then quickly so it's like they subvert you slow they subvert you slow 
If you tried to invade the border in 1995, Democrats would have freaked out. They wouldn't have allowed that much of an invasion. Like it used to be bipartisan was common sense. They slowly break down the minds of the masses. And now the Biden administration, it's just like open the floodgates. These people are too stupid and, and distracted on social media to do anything. Let millions of people in the country. And, and, and we've already dumbed down the masses and made this like a racist narrative and they don't want to talk about it. So now we're not even going to pretend to slowly do it. We're just quickly doing it. It's the same with like Maria Abramovich or whatever her name is that like uh, spirit cooking, like, uh, you know, conceptual artist or whatever. Like they're just letting her have a say, according to Telegraph, she's going to help rebuild the schools like they don't even care anymore. They're like, yeah, that's your new school. I know your, your schools used to be Christian and Catholic, didn't they? Well, now it's going to be this left wing, you know, like. Uh, you know, conceptual artist is going to rebuild your schools in Ukraine. And if you disagree, you're a conspiracy. Like they slowly, someone said boiling the frog. Yeah, they do it slow. And then they just do it like outright. And they're like, ha ha ha, we don't care. And like, I was listening to, I think it was like Letitia James or something. Is that the lady that's trying to arrest Trump? One of a thousand. And like, no offense, there's some Democrats that I could listen to that I'm like, okay, they're pretty smart or they're interesting or I don't like them, but I get why they're there. Her, I'm like, that's shocking that like, like the, listening to her talk for two minutes, I was like, wait, she, how, what? She's talking about how like, you know, you're, we're losing voter rights. Like, are you talking about voter ID? Like you're, you're a, you're an attorney general and you think that showing an ID is a bad thing? Showing an ID means you're losing your right to votes. You can't get a hotel room without an ID. You can't get a plane. You can't get on a plane without an ID. You can't rent or buy a property without an ID. You can't even really get a bank thing without an ID. You can't buy cigarettes without an ID. You can't gamble without an ID. You can't do anything without an ID. Literally anything. You can't even check into a hotel. You check into a hotel. Can I see identification? They have a stricter process than to vote in the United States of America. And when you try to say that, they say that you're taking away their right to vote. And this is an attorney general saying that. It's legitimately insane. Like, <laughs> I know my audience knows this because they see it on every channel. Everybody's talking about it. But it's like, what? You know, and now the game is like, how do you get people to snap out of it? How do you do it? I said on my last show, and I had a good time talking about it. I hope you guys enjoyed my last show. It felt good. Um, I think that personally, and I've said this too, I don't think Trump is the guy to wake people up. Like, I don't think he's the, I, I don't think he's the guy to get through to like these moderates and stuff at this point and, and explain it and, and have conviction. Sound, like, I don't think the country's going to be healed. I don't think Trump's going to win the election. I think he's going to lose. I think it's a setup. I think uh, Democrats are going to stay in power for four more years. And the longer people run circles around Trump, the longer I believe that like no one's going to wake up because they're 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 purposely making it a show around him. Like it, it's become like a CSI or, you know, one of these like Game of Thrones or whatever. It's like season five. They, they like Trump there because they do a court thing. And then it's like, OK, the Democrats are going to make a show around it. It's like it's like a Kardashian show. It's like we're trying to arrest Trump. And here's the next two years we're going to try. Here's when the court date is, tune in. Here's when the next thing is, tune in. Here's when he's going to get his thumbprints, tune in. Here, here's his mugshot. Here, right-wingers, go make money off that. Here's the, and, and it's like a show for both sides. The left wing is like, we're trying to arrest them. The right wing is like, we're trying to defend them. They're coming after all of us. And that's the show, and that's going to dominate the news for the next two years. The Democrats know what they're doing, though. The Republicans just run circles around it like a chicken with their head cut off. And I'm not saying to not support them, support them, defend them, whatever, but like the, the, that's what they do. 
And you really got to ask yourself at a certain point, it's like how longer, the longer you do this, the longer it's going to take for people to snap out of it. Like I listen to certain people, the way they talk and stuff. And I'm like, all right, they're not even, they're not even trying to wake people up anymore. They're basically just trying to like, please the audience that they have. And to be honest, I do understand it from a business perspective, from a business perspective, you, you should just feed your customers. Like that's what you should do, you know? And that's what a lot of people are doing where it's like, I get it. There's business wise, there's nothing wrong with it, but I, I don't think it's going to unite the country or heal, heal the country or snap people out of it. And it's like, just as far gone as left-wingers are now I'm starting to feel like people that worship Trump are just as insane. And it's hard to talk or get through to them. And it's like, this is a mess. And at a certain point, like people got to take a step back and really think about what they're doing because I just, I think so many things are boiling up that it would be nice to take a couple of days, a week, whatever, and, and have a conversation about it. Like, is anybody having fun on social media? I hope you're having a good time now, but I would guess that over 90% of people are not having a pleasurable experience on social media. And that was not always the case. We've just been so deep in it that we think this is so normal. It's not normal. When I used to got, get the internet, like when it first came out, AOL, it was a different vibe. You've got mail. That was exciting. I'm playing a game. That's exciting. I'm having a blast. It's so fun. Nobody's having fun anymore. Even people making money and stuff, they're just going through the motions. They're not even like enjoying it that much. I like this because I'm talking, I'm interacting, I listen to certain shows, but mostly Instagram, I have almost 500,000 followers. I have 1.7 million followers on Facebook. Like I'm not even having fun. I'm not saying I'm miserable. I like this part of it, but like, it's just too much. It's like my joyful for me is like sitting on a beach with people I like not interacting through a message. Even if I like you, I don't want to text you. I want to hang out with you. Like that's just the reality of the world. So like we're, we're just moving forward. And it's like the people who hate Trump or, or have been in, the, in that spell for eight years, the COVID psychopaths got caught in a spell. Nobody's having fun on social media and everybody's just like feeding their base. And it's like, can we take a step back and be like, yo, what the hell is going on? I feel great. No matter what type of pressure or you know, challenges I get from both sides or whatever. I feel bad, better now than ever in some ways where it's just like, I feel great that I've kind of like snapped out of the illusion that the Republican party cares about me. I thought they did for a second, but then I realized that, you know, Trump sold COVID shots harder than Bill Gates and he's proud of it. His hubris around that topic is insane. And it's like, you know, now that I've snapped out of that, like that sounds crazy. Like people are acting nuts on all sides. And I actually have a lot of, uh, you know, a lot of clarity now that I could see it on both sides, even though I still heavily lean right on most topics. Um, Craigular said a hundred dollars super chat. Thank you so much, Craig. I appreciate you. That is very gen generous. Thank you. He said, just discovered your channel two weeks ago and have been loving your content and insight. Keep telling the truth. You're a great analyst. Thank you. Craigular, thank you so much. You know, thank you for leading by example. A lot of people have been seeing me for seven years. They don't even show me love anymore with the super chats like that. You're a real, a real guy. He just found me two weeks ago and he's pumped. Everyone else, they just, they just take me for granted. No, I'm just kidding. Thank you guys. I, anybody who watches, that's more than enough. I'm just joking. But um, that was very nice. I appreciate it. And with Facebook, I wish I could see everything, but you got to understand, or, or you don't, but I'm just going to tell you, I produce my own show. I make my own thumbnails. I launch it. I write, I print stuff out. You know what I'm saying? Every, it's like a, it's like a one man operation. Okay. So I can't do everything I would like to do live. I wish I could have a more like, oh, I could see the Facebooks, this and that, and their super chats. But my program doesn't show me Facebook super chats, only YouTube super chats. How much does YouTube take? I don't know, 30, 40%, 20%. I'm not, honestly, I have no idea. I'm not that good at, thank, 
Thank you, Brooke, for the, she said, I just did my subscription 28 months now. I recognize you, Brooke. I appreciate you. And uh, I definitely see you all the time for a long time. So thank you, Brooke. Um, there's a lot of people I, I want to do shout outs to. Sorry, I don't have the names on me, but someone said, anyone in X who follows legal man absolutely knows the score. Something anomalies apparently forgot. I don't know what you're talking about, but okay. Um, I forgot the score. I, I don't know what you're talking about, but whatever. 30% someone said, maybe. Someone said, how dare you criticize Trump? He saved 100 billion lives with the jab. Listen, patriots, I saved a billion, trillion, bazillion, gajillion lives with my vaccine. My Democrat friend told me, Trump, take credit for that vaccine. It's so good. Ugh. A smart Democrat told me that. And people are like, this is our leader. And I'm like, Yo, I don't really care what people think anymore because I'm trying to go for the truth. I'm not trying to really like uh, impress anybody at this point. But in general, everybody knows they're playing weekend at Bernie's uh, with, with uh, Biden. Weekend at Bernie's. I think it's that movie where like maybe the guy's dead or something. Or he's asleep. I, I don't remember. But they're like propping him up and trying to act like he's not. You know, I believe that was the premise. Sorry if I butchered it to like a real fan of the movie. I've never seen it. I've just heard the reference a million times. Everyone talks about Biden. No, he's not really in charge. He's a shell of himself. Every Yes. Yeah. Biden sucks. He's an idiot. He makes Donald Trump look like Mick Jagger when he was 25. Like Trump has tremendous energy comparing to Joe Biden. Yes. But at the same time, a lot of the Republican new TPUSA style media guys, they're playing weekend at Bernie's with Trump. Like he's not as cool as he used to be. He's not as honest. He's he tells the same stupid jokes all the time. Nothing he says anymore sounds like he has conviction. He just sounds like a clown reading a te teleprompter, making the same stupid jokes all the time. He lies pathologically about the vaccine. DeSantis actually d does well in like when he's held, like asked questions and debated and stuff. Trump is running away from the debate. He won't actually chat with anybody who challenges him. He's mad at Megyn Kelly. He's mad at Candace Owens. He gets mad at anybody who asks some real journalistic questions. It's like this Trump is better than Biden. But Republican influencers, they're all playing weekend at Bernie's with Trump. He's not the guy they're pretending. It's obvious now. And I asked today on my Twitter, I was like, I share more clips of DeSantis and RFK because I think they're interesting or I agree with them. I don't like RFK in the sense of like, I would vote for him over a good Republican, but RFK is an intelligent guy who has something to say and it's worth sharing. I'm inspired to share what he says with Trump. Like I, I saw some Trump influencers today. They're like, I'm sorry for sharing RFK so much. I'll, I'll try to stop sharing them. Cause like they're apologizing for sharing good clips of RFK. Cause they know it's going to make some of their fans vote for RFK over Trump. But the thing is the reason some people are thinking about voting for RFK over Trump is because Trump isn't doing you any favors anymore. He's it's weekend at Bernie's. You have to just pretend he's cool. He's handing out pizza. He's doing ice cream. He's making jokes. Yeah. But what has he done? Interesting. That's as inspirational as something that RFK has said or, or the DeSantis exchange on Bill Maher, which is better than anything Trump's done all year. He really doesn't have anything and anything he talks about. It just sounds like a, a shtick that he's reading off a teleprompter and a joke when half the stuff he's talking about were things he said he was going to do in 2016 and he didn't. So all I'm saying in general is like I asked people to send me a clip and I, maybe people didn't see it, but I was like, I wasn't being a hater. I was like, send me a good clip of Trump because if I'm sharing more stuff of RFK and DeSantis and other people, show me a good clip of Trump and I'll share it. Like I want to share a good clip of Trump, but I haven't seen one in the last like seven months. If anything, it's always like super funny and it's like super trolly. 
But as far as like super like real or super inspiring, I like, can anyone, can anyone show me a, a card of that? Someone said, F you, F you, you worship the devil. Trump has the Trump card, bro. Christianity is not Trump. So if your religion is that God bless you, bro. But it's, this is not a religious Trump channel. Like liking or disliking Trump has nothing to do with Christ. Okay. And the fact that you even think that that intersects just shows, but in general, I'm, I'm asking you to share a good clip of a guy that I want to promote. And you're screaming at me because you're, you have a religion based around him. It's just weird, dude. Um, he said, F you. All right, bro. You seem like unhinged. God bless you, my guy. Have a beautiful day. Uh, it's just getting very bizarre. Are you hold on a second? Uh, all right. God bless you, my man. Beautiful day, dude. Um, let me see. Band. Okay. I don't normally ban somebody. I don't really care what people say, but he's just spamming F you, F you, F you, F you, your devil, Trump, 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 F you. It's like I'm literally asking people to share. It was on Facebook. It was on, I was on YouTube. I want on Twitter, share a clip with me of Trump. That's amazing. That I think is so good that I want to share on my show. I'll do it for free. I don't want anything. I just, I'm not inspired by anything he says anymore. I'm just not. RFK goes on a rant about big pharma. It's inspirational. DeSantis answers Bill Maher and does a great job. It's good. It sounds believable. He talks about wiping house at, at the health agencies and he actually has done stuff in that direction. And he's proven that he knows how to hire people that aren't compromised by big pharma. It's believable because he actually did something, not just because he's saying it. And I could hear it in the tone of his voice. It sounds like a comeback that just he just thought of quickly because Bill Maher asked him the question. It's not a teleprompter speech. Show, show me a clip of Trump that's really cool. Um, someone said for free. Yeah, I do everything like that. I'm just saying like I don't want anything. It's not like I. there's no ulterior motives. I just want someone to show me a cool clip of Donald Trump, probably on Twitter because that's the only place I'm, I'll see it. Show me a cool clip of him that's really, really cool and really inspiring, but not just like a funny joke that's funny. Like something that's like so important that like hits home that you feel like he's really passionate about and it sounds authentic. And I would love to share it on my show. I just realized I haven't shared a lot of positive clips of him recently because I haven't found any that have inspired me. So just let me know. Not from 2016. I'm talking about in the last year. And it's funny. I said that and no one could share it. And that's the thing with the guy that I blocked. Um, I don't care if you come here and say, here's why Trump is the better candidate. Here's why you're wrong. Here's whatever. Sure, dude, a lot of people yell at me during my live streams. But if your message is F you, F you, F you, you worship Satan. If you don't like Trump, F you. It's like, how in the world is that supposed to get me to like the guy? Like, I'm I'm trying to, I'm trying to be fair and objective and, and, and like give them something. But like, that's how is that going to win a general election? Is that like, is if that's how you talk to me, is that how you talk to like swing voters? Is that, is that your method? It's people don't realize that this is very rare. The way that left-wingers and right-wingers are acting, it's really odd. Like people on the left will be like, oh, I can't be friends with you if you voted for Trump. It's like, what? And then people will be like, F you, F you, screw you. If you vote for DeSantis over Trump in the primary, F you, F you. It's like, what the hell are people doing? Like, how is that a strategy to get people on your side? It's usually like, I'm running for president and this is what I'm going to do for you. Here's what I'm going to do for you. Here's why I'm the best candidate. I'm not saying Trump doesn't do that at all because he does sometimes, but most of the videos that I see in my feed, it's Trump talking about himself 
And anytime he talks about something that matters, he always makes sure he explains to you how it, it coordinates with him. It's not like I want fair and free elections because a country needs it. It's like me, 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 me. Everything's about him. That's why he sells the vaccine because he doesn't really care about his supporters. He cares about himself. He sold the vaccine. He rushed the vaccine. He did a deal with Big Pharma and he's proud of it because you are an afterthought of it's always about like anything. It's, it's, it's very unique, but it kind of plays into this role of like they created a movie around Donald Trump. So it is about him in the sense of like, why are left wingers watching CNN and MSNBC? They don't care because they think that he's going to get arrested. Why are people like tuning in to Tim Pool and, you know, Fox News? And, you know, it's because like they think that he's going to get arrested and they don't want him to because it's not fair and it's not. So it's like it, it, it's like a show. Politics has become a show around him. It's become like almost like a reality TV show around Trump to the point where even simply like getting outside that for a second and making a perspective on even another topic is like mind shattering because it just like it breaks up like the show that everyone's in. And it's like I, I'm watching the show. This is season seven. Like either he's going to go to jail or he's going to be free. And that's America. Either America. Die. It's like, what if I'm not saying it's true. But what if he was in on it or he wasn't the best leader and he had no chance in the general, he's going to get blown out of the water and he's not only going to get himself in trouble, but he's going to get everyone in trouble with him because he's not a strategic leader that actually does things. Uh, I would say, you know, analytically, he just kind of wings it and, and is not only going to get himself in trouble, but he's going to get everyone in trouble and lose the general election. What if that's true? I can acknowledge maybe he'll win the primary and maybe he'll win the general. I hope he wins the general if he wins the primary, but I can also acknowledge that he might not, and it might be a setup. You know what I'm saying? I don't care what people think because it's hard to really prove that, but did it bother you when I said, what if he's in on it? What if he's meant to lose the general? What if he's a leader that gets everyone in trouble? Because I'm not bothered by the other thing. Maybe he's super strong and he crushes them and he gets in involved and he actually gives them revenge or whatever. But like when people say that, like I know Tim Pool and others are like, oh, it's re he's revenge. They're creating a Marvel script that they hope is true. They hope he they hope he hires good people. They hope he wins the election. They hope people come out and vote for him. They hope that it's fair enough that he could win. They hope that he hires a good attorney general. They hope that he doesn't sell out to Big Pharma again. The proof isn't really there because when you watch his actions, he proves that he doesn't actually care that much about that stuff. Like it's like, you know, it's all like a it's all like a movie narrative because that's what sells. It's like he yeah, he's going to do this because I want him to and because he does it's like maybe maybe he does that would be amazing that would be quite the character arc but maybe he doesn't you know what i'm saying maybe he can't win women maybe he's so unlikable to the joe rogan bill maher uh elon musk crowd that like 80 70 percent of those people vote for rfk or vote third party i saw a clip today of rfk saying that he thinks that he's going to take more votes away from trump which if he runs then he's purposely doing that you know he's purposely trying to sabotage trump or, or else why would he run unless he just doesn't respect either party and just wants to implode the system? I don't know. It's just, it's all very fascinating, but I feel like, uh, I don't know. That's, uh, I, I don't think a lot of people are considering a lot of options because they just freak out when, when you mention it because they don't want to think about it. But it's like, 
I can acknowledge that maybe Trump gets in and does a great job. I can acknowledge that maybe the whole thing is theater for him to lose and everybody to freak out and panic so they could set you up again and bring in the police state again. That's what happened in 2020, 2021. It's like, here, freak out for a day and then we'll bring in the police state and then we'll arrest you and then we'll arrest organizers and then we'll send the feds on everybody. Like that's, I don't know that that's what they meant it to be. I don't, I don't necessarily think that 99% of the people there knew what they were doing. I'm not even sure if Trump knew or not really like maybe he knew, or maybe he's just a goofy sloppy leader who just gets everyone in trouble all the time. I'm not really sure, but in general, like that's what they did. They used that event to like usher in more tyranny. So I could see the same thing happening in 2024. It's like run them, do a sloppy campaign, lose by seven points, lose by four points, have them freak out. People line up again, use the people who make a mistake to go after everybody. I don't want that to happen, but I definitely like, I don't rule it out at this point, you know? So hopefully you guys appreciated that. God bless you. I had a good time despite the one guy possibly just like freaking out, but I guess that's just part of the game, guys. God bless you. I'm trying to keep this under an hour. I'll be back tomorrow. I had a great time. Hope you did too. Appreciate you. God bless and hope you enjoyed the show.